welcome back to another episode of Buffs and Nerfs with your hosts, myself, Andrew Lanza, and as always, Sam Hall. What's up, bud? Ah, not doing too badly. Just want to say hello to our loyal listeners and any new listeners joining. Welcome. Welcome. I've put the coffee on. What up, people? So we got we got ourselves a new episode of Buffs and Nerfs presented by the fine folks at the Mine Refinery, I may add. I just want to make sure that you purchased your scratch and sniff card, your Buffs and Nerfs official certified scratch and sniff card. I did. It Good. It says strawberry, but it really smells like skunk. Good, because the like the Andrew Lanza scratch and sniff, it's just like like weed and like like plastic. Like Yeah, mine's just like sweat and cat hair. See what we're doing is we try to get a little uh, a little gimmick going to get you enticed, which leads us into our segue of our topic of the day, video game gimmicks. So we're gonna jump into you know a whole bunch of you know things that video games have done to you know kind of entice the player, kind of uh, in a lot of times think outside the box, and yeah, just you know we'll talk about get like gim- gimmicks in gaming, whether you know well you know spoiler alert like mm-hmm. whether they be the power glove or anything like that. Yeah, we're going to talk about gaming gimmicks. But first, as always, we got a little uh, video game news. Um, I feel like there wasn't a huge amount. I mean, what, what the the big thing this past week was um, the PlayStation little web showcase thingy they did. Yeah, I mean, you had a whole bunch of heavy hitters announced. You had, you know, the KOTOR remake announced. You had mm-hmm. Thor Ragnarok, big trailer for that in gameplay. You had... Spider-Man 2, which, you know, we'll have Venom, which that's that's pretty sweet. Miles Morales and Peter Parker teaming up against Venom, it looks like. Yeah. What like what what were your th- I, I'm you know, there were there was a bunch of other ones, the Wolverine game, whatever. What 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 were your thoughts on the showcase? Well, the big thing for me was the Kotor remake. I mean, I, I played both of the Kotor games back in the day and I've played the second one several times since. And it's uh, great. And my take is basically I hope that what this is is kind of like what and I think it was Asmodee as well, the same developers who did the uh or no, it's Larian, I can't remember. Where they would basically say, Hey, you can handle a remake of uh a remaster of old games and if it goes well that'll encourage us to actually make a third kind of like uh, they did with the Baldur's Gate series that I don't think it was the same Larian made Baldur is making Baldur's Gate 3 but Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were remastered about I'm gonna say like five years ago six years ago it's been a while and uh, there was such a like I don't know if demand but it was popular enough that they said okay we are gonna greenlight a third one so this KOTOR remakes or remasters I'm looking forward to them they're definitely gonna have to update the combat system but yeah and I hope it leads to a third KOTOR a new KOTOR yeah, as as far as combat system goes, like you said, um, they're gonna have to. Uh, Sorry, this is actually. Did, we kept saying Kotor. Did we, uh, I did we ever say Knights of the Old Republic? Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Because that's what Kotor means. Like, Star Wars uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Just just in case people are like, what the fuck is a Kotor? Yeah. Sorry. Good, good, good call. Good call. What's a Kotor? It's Tor wearing when it's cold outside. Yeah, and that is specifically, it was, you know, an action RPG based on kind of like medieval Star Wars uh, released. Oh, I couldn't even tell you. Medieval like Star back- Wars. What? Yeah, it's like, that's it's like. Well, no, Star it's Wars. like Star Wars a thousand years before him, but it's like, it's basically just. Well, I mean, Star there's Wars some like medieval a thousand thing. years ago, but still okay. exactly the same. Like, they, mean, it looks exactly the same. It's the no, same. No, I mean, there's like the garb and stuff. I feel like it's a little more throwbacky. It looks like a little more like knightly. It's the Knights of the Old Republic. It's like 
Yeah, no, I, I I get what you're saying, but it definitely like I mean, the okay, it's not medieval. Okay, it's it looks not, it's exactly not, like the Star Wars original not, trilogy. They just it's not medieval to, as in like okay, yeah, they're back in the Middle Ages and there's they got catapults and shit. But like, yeah. okay, fine, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but it's 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 got that vibe. And anyway, plus, that would have to have happened between about 800 AD, 800 CE, and about 1400 or 1500 CE in uh, or on Earth for it to be medieval. Medieval isn't a broad concept. It's a specific period of time. Okay, I'm glad we spent all that time on splitting those one and a half hairs. Me too. Anyway, so... I Fuck, I don't even... Oh, the combat mechanic. Jesus Christ. The combat... Yeah, I could Ooh. see I, I could see the combat being updated kind of a la like, um, Final Fantasy VII, how they updated the combat. And that mm-hmm. made it more a lot more... I really hope they do. Yeah. yeah, obviously Final Fantasy VII is a turn-based RPG when it was originally released, and they turned it more into an action one. This, like like nice the old republic is essentially a turn-based rpg like it is an action rpg but like i mean there's a lot of like your guys standing there waiting for inputs like you know what i mean mm-hmm. so yeah like like you said they need to update that obviously it's it's a remake like we had this talk uh, a couple episodes ago now about the remakes versus like kind of like the hd upgrades like the re- like uh, remake, uh, remaster, remake, remaster being, yeah yeah it's just like old content looking better remake is more story and concepts but well, and, uh, just like kind of like, yeah, bu- yeah, built from the ground up. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So this is a remake. And what's interesting is that it's been confirmed that uh, EA and Bioware, neither of the two companies will be, you know, involved in this game whatsoever. And I thought that was pretty interesting. So it's like, like the company, I can't remember, I can't remember the company that's doing it. Asmodee. Yeah. So they, they've already ported um, the game, I believe, to different um, um platforms including i think they did the mobile port so yeah, i believe they did yeah. Uh, yeah so they obviously have you know a great deal of experience with the game so i'm 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 fucking i'm on board i'm it is a playstation exclusive apparently it will be a pc it'll be released to pc like that's confirmed as well eventually but i think it'll be uh playstation at first playstation 5 so we'll see i mean i, I mean i'd like to get a playstation 5 but i'm you know where microchips i got those injected. how do they work I, I i got those injected twice already so yeah no, I, I, I'm looking forward to it, but you're 100% right. They really do need to update the modern because it's really, it seems like it's real time, but it's actually turn-based. It's just basically you have a yeah. cool down and once you start, and it's so like you just sit there and watching your guy do it. The combat is the big thing they need to change, even more so than even things simpler, more obvious things like graphics. And the interface was a little whatever, you know. But yeah, uh, Asmodee, I've, done, I've played both of the uh, KOTOR uh, games on my ipad back in the day and um, you know they're solid faithful ports so i'm cautiously optimistic that the uh two things will update and then we'll, maybe we'll get a third yeah 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 i guess yeah i mean it like everything looked cool there was there's a bit of kind of le- leading into this last week there was a bit of uh a bit of a thing with the horizon zero dawn initially they said horizon the upgrade from ps5 sorry the upgrade from ps4 to ps5 would be free and then they you know delayed horizon and then they said oh it's not going to be free anymore so you had to pay for the upgrade and then there was like a huge backlash because they initially named it in you know specifically that it would be free and then sony eventually walked it back and now it will be a free upgrade which apparently now it's like cheaper to get the ps4 version and then upgrade to the ps5 than it is to buy the ps5 that sounds about right I don't know if that's actually true. I haven't looked at price points. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, PlayStation's kind of like, you know, they're renewing their focus on, like, solid 
single player experiences and you know it's it's nice to see that it's not you know Absolutely. It's, it's, it's not a new thing or anything like that but i mean you had ea uh famously a couple of years ago being like oh get players don't care about first person games anymore players don't care about narrative anymore it's like but do you mean single player games or first sorry sorry games? uh not yeah, first yeah. yeah yeah single player sorry um no, no th- th- thanks for clarifying but yeah, so the single player experience. And yeah, it's just, you know, refreshing to see that that, you know, Sony is really doubling down on that with this with this showcase. Yeah, I think the um cuz I, f- I find that uh, okay, maybe you're you're more tapped into the youths and their understanding of the medias and cultures. I feel like the PlayStation Sony's understanding, I mean they've understood this already, but getting leading more heavily into the fact that the PlayStation feels like it's it's very much a single player game. Like people who will play PlayStation, they don't necessarily all want to play that you can play multiplayer on it, but I feel like the the games that come to the PlayStation definitely have a heavier single player single player element to them or focus, and I think that's a good thing. I think there should be options for everybody. And uh yeah, they've made some great titles that are single player, Ghosts, uh The Last of Us series, uh horizon zero dawn like i I like the fact that sony seems to have not forgotten that games don't necessarily need a multiplayer element though ghost does have a multiplayer element which i mean just to add like that was built like it's not just like oh they tacked on a multiplayer like oh you can play the campaign with a friend it's like a whole extra thing that they yeah i played it it's pretty it's pretty fun actually when you get a ps5 we should totally uh play that's dope yeah yeah exactly i've i've i'd love to play ghosts i mean i could get it on my ps4 on the og but i yeah i just don't i don't i don't (laughs) think 15 frames no thank you yeah i'm kind of like my ps4 is to be honest just kind of collecting dust right now i'm looking i i've moved it's on like the office yeah, it's on the. I mean, I, I saw my. I have the PS3 right beside it, so I mean, I, I guess I have a PS7. If I just you know, like, what you need to do duct tape, just duct tape them. You need to boot up uh, your PS2 and uh, play some uh, Grand Theft Auto. What was the Miami one? Vice City. Vice City. It, f- funny you should say. I legitimately, my, I like obviously I had a PS2 back in the day, and then the disc drive stopped working, so I just didn't have a working PS2. And then a couple of years ago, I like went on craigslist or craigslist or kijiji whatever one of the two and just like found a ps2 slim for like i, I don't remember how much i paid for it like 50 bucks or something like that um and like i show up and i was just like i feel like the guy maybe sold a bunch of stuff on like ebay or sorry not ebay on like kijiji or craigslist because i just showed up like gave him the money and it was like cool man all right and he's like like that's it he like expected me to haggle or something i'm like no man like i'm not gonna be like sorry man i, sh- I have 20 dollars on me like, I'm not going to be one of those guys. Oh, so if, if I was selling and people pulled that shit out of me, I'd be like, well, thank you for coming over, slam. Well, not slam, but, like, forcibly close. You know, like... Yeah, I, but I, also, it's like you know. wasted your time going out there, so it's just kind of like, ugh, fine. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not advocating for it, obviously, but it's just like... Yeah. Sorry, like, in this situation, you're selling something and someone's wasted their time coming out, so I should feel bad for them and they want to understand. No, it's just like, no, I could see you being the guy who's like, ugh, I've already wasted all my time coming out here. Fine. Like, I wasted gas money or bus fare or whatever. It's like, fine. Give me like $5 cheaper, like $10 cheaper. Fine. What? Like, I'll, I'll, sell it to, I'll sell it to you for $10 cheaper. I would never do that. I'd be like, you know what? We had a deal. You broke it. I'm out. I'm just, I'm just, bad. I, I got you. Um. Anyway, so yeah, so off topic but yeah P- ps2 thumbs up mm-hmm. but yeah so two thumbs up two th- yeah all right wow jeez there you you heard it from buffs and i like the ps2 the ps2 was a great console system two, I, 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 two thumbs up for the ps2 like that's that's that should be our tagline 
<laughs> so <laughs> relevant. <laughs> uh, yeah, with the show. Oh, hold on a second. I'm getting a call from Sony legal department. Uh, you know what? I'll call them back after we record. Hot takes from Buffs and Nerves. PS2 was a good system. Yeah, take that, Sony. System. I believe it's the best-selling system of all time. You can't shut us up, man. We're just spitting the truth. I think it's the best-selling system of all time. I don't know. Oh, I thought I would have assumed that would have been a Nintendo system, something like the Wii or... No, 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 no. I really? PlayStation? Well, you know what? Well, Google that stuff. I will entertain the listeners. Listeners, have you ever wanted to hear the bird call of a seagull? Caca! Oh, no, wait. That's that's wrong. Caca! Nope, that's still wrong. Caca! Nope, that's still not a seagull. What is that? A, what am I doing? Like a raven or something? Or like a, a rook, which is... A bird that mm. I think looks like a raven. Yeah, I think it's mm. a PS2. It is the PS2. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. Great. Good for you, Sony. You finally made it. Um, they, 20, they, 20 years ago. Yeah, they did it. They it's, did. It. It's PS2. <laughs> I love it. It's an it's an underdog story. You know, like they were this tiny little mom and pop mega corporation, and now they finally have burst into the big leagues twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, I guess that'll kind of. I mean. Did you have any other hot takes on the on the PlayStation? Not really. Um, I think I'm, I'm I have a PlayStation Five. I'm looking forward to some of the games that are going to come out for it. But I mean, I I think years ago I faded it off of the whole like it's our big announcement thing. Come watch us, like say, and now a s- title card. What? Like that? Well, this I, wasn't I, that. This this was like all oh, everything was shown. Yeah. Everything shown was like legit. Did like, they have gameplay from Kotor? Or was it just the uh, the 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 Revan thing? Uh no, I don't believe there was any gameplay for that. Okay, yeah, I thought because I looked it up and I was like, I think that's the only thing I saw, and I was wondering if I missed something specific. It's possible. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't really have any much uh, more to take from uh, Sony's thing, other than I like the fact that Sony has not. Then this is entirely what you mentioned has not forgotten about single player games. The, the, I think that's still a very important part of the experience. Mm-hmm. Mm. Well, I guess that'll wrap up the news. Yeah, so moving on to our main topic of the day, uh, video game gimmicks. Uh, I guess just overall, do you want to maybe kind of you know define well, what we mean by gimmicks? To me, I think, what, and if I'm wrong, please correct me, but I feel like gimmicks to me are things that aren't, a game disc or the console that you kind of have to don't have to but you can use to augment the experience in a game or the game is perfectly designed to have it sort of thing like um uh rock band drums various things that i'm sure we'll touch on as we go along i know you know the nintendo stuff better um but yeah so gimmicks are basically it's sort of like hey you can be played a game but there's also this thing in real world that you can interact with which will affect your game experience yeah then, i mean it yeah that's about it it, it doesn't actually ha- I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be in real world like we'll talk oh, okay. A, okay. a lot about stuff that is like you know tangible in real world things but I mean gimmicks in games could also be like three like 3d in gaming like that, I, like that. I'm gonna say 3d in gaming has kind of taken over now it exists oh you mean like 3d glasses like uh, anaglyphic okay never mind yeah, Sorry. like like legit 3D, like not yeah, not like yeah. 3D rendered graphics. Like 3D. I have a 3D television. I used it like the day I got it, never again. Yeah, or like even like with the Nintendo 3DS, how it's like you mm-hmm. don't need glasses or whatever. Anyway, like that that's a gimmick. So anything that mm. kind of, I feel like it's anything. No, that's definitely a gimmick. No, I, I mean, yeah, yeah no, no, it, it, that wasn't a mm, discourse. Well, oh. Yeah, no, I guess you're right. Yeah, uh, I hadn't really I, thought of it I, as I, a gimmick. I thought but that it was is, like, a, like let me interject. Uh, let me interject. You're wrong. Everything about you is wrong, except for that haircut. It's perfect. Continue. Thanks. I did it myself. Hey, man. Anyway, so yeah, so I feel like they're just like any little thing that helps kind of market a game or sell a game or it's just like a little selling point or like an added 
like a little bell and whistle kind of a little extra thing that you can market a game and be like ooh that's an extra little thing like the like mm-hmm. like the fucking like you said rock band drums like the the motion control whatever like we're we're going to get into all these things but yeah so i feel like they're just like a little like selling point like something you can just it's something that quote enhances the game, but it almost never does, in, except mm. for you know there are a few cases where where it does. But I mean, even back in the day, you had games. I feel like you know as soon as like games came out, they were pretty much you had like a light gun. I'm doing like a gun shooting motion for some reason. Um, you have I could hear it. I could hear the air molecules being whooshing. Your, your thumb pushed up, your finger pointed forward. Yeah, no, I see. I was like more like pulling a trigger, like holding. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. one of those. One I misheard that then. I'm sorry. Uh, cocked, like I, I had my, I had the gun to the side. Obviously, you didn't do the classic like shotgun, like no, no gesture, no, no, did you? Oh, okay, no, no, no. We're, we're 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 not we're not doing like House of the Dead style. Well, I just want to make sure you have a license for that. I mean, you should have a license for your air, your handgun, your hand my, handgun. My air as well, bullets but... are are locked away in a in a separate safe from my air gun. Don't worry. Good. But Safety yeah, first. so like, yeah, <laughs> I, I did not have trigger discipline at all. <laughs> Oof. The um, yeah, so it's just like little any like little selling point, like a light gun or whatever motion controls, like the Tony Hawk skateboard, the Dance Dance Revolution mat, like whatever whatever it whatever it may be. So I guess to start us off, we'll jump into like the king of gimmicks, like the, the the king of video game gimmicks, and that's Nintendo. Nintendo has a history of doing whatever the fuck they want. They don't really focus on hardware in the sense that they don't focus on having the you know the best processor and like the most you know the highest teraflops and the and the you know render and the and the they don't focus on that. <laughs> you make it you go any further. They're not even really a video game company. I mean, like like McDonald's. McDonald's isn't a food company. They're 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 they own land. They're, they're a real, real estate, estate company. company yeah. Nintendo. I mean, no, I'm kidding, but. Yeah, it's like Nintendo, they don't focus on making the craziest hardware in that sense. They focus on gameplay experience, which includes yeah. a lot of gimmicks. That's I guess fair. we'll That's fair. I guess we'll start off like back in the day with like like one of the earliest ones. I mean, I don't I don't know which one came out first, but I remember there was like that I'm sure you probably saw it that like Olympic mat that you like put on your floor for like the Olympics, the Olympics game for NES, and there was like different like uh, dots on it. I think it was called the power pad. And then you like, you could like run in, you could like run in spot. But then obviously what you did is you just like went on your hands and knees and like banged it with your hands. So you're just like, (laughs) (laughs) so you're just like sitting there. Like, why am I picturing like a very minimalist twister? pad so that that's exactly that's, ex- yeah, that's yeah, like okay. exactly what it looked like it was all right like a, yeah no i kind of remember it was like now. it's like the i never saw like one a, in light twist- but i saw like ads for it the twister pad i feel like is like the minimalist power pad if anything because oh, like the wow. power pad it has like electronics in it like like little buttons well i just mean it. aesthetically i'm not talking like conceptually yeah. like i know the thing is basically a tarp that somebody was pouring colors onto evenly in circles for twister moving yeah. on yeah. So yeah. So you had that. That was I remember. That was a lot of fun. As I said, like like you'd you'd stand there like trying to do like the marathon. Like I can't remember what Olympic. I I think it was just called the Olympics. I'm I don't, maybe it was like what year was it? Oh, this was like mid to late eighties. I'd I'd say mid eighties would have been the. It was probably actually because of the LA Olympics in eighty eight. Yeah. Because the eighty Olympics were in Moscow and they were boycotted by, uh, by the Americans, so then the Russians boycotted the eighty four Olympics. Cold War trivia. Doot, doot. 
Um, so yeah, so the, uh, pad was pretty fun. Like, yeah, as I said, you used to just get on your hands and knees and like sl- slap the pads. Was it only strictly for that one game or was I it for, there, was like, there were several games they used it? I think there was like two or three games for it. The fact that I'm only vaguely aware of it tells me that it, what it didn't sell like hotcakes. Yeah. Like the one was, I think you could use it with like a few other games. Like, I think you could maybe use it with like Mario and shit, but like mm. it was specifically made for like, I think like that Olympic game. And then maybe you could like use it with like a few other ones or maybe you could use it for all of them. I don't know. I don't remember. I remember playing specifically back in the day. It would be good if I did any research on this. Uh- <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just do what I do. Just kind of go eh, make a funny joke and move on. Yeah. So I just remember, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about my experiences with it. I just remember yeah. playing it with it specifically specifically like that olympic game anyway and then obviously you had like the power glove which yeah. is so bad that's a did it, it it was just basically did it have anything about it that made it better than a controller on a strictly interface sense or was it just basically a controller strapped no to your you arm? could I mean, you could move your like you can move your fingers to like move your character like it didn't oh, translate wow. yeah oh yeah it didn't translate very well sorry my entire experience with the power glove is the wizard yes that's why that that was my reference. It's so bad. The, the what the wizard? Glove. No, the the power glove. He he puts on. He's like, looking at the power glove. And he's like the kids. Like it's the power glove. John Savage it's was so just doing bad. the best he could after Wonder Years. Fred right? Savage. Oh yeah, who's John Savage? And it's and it's before the Wonder Years. Is it before the Wonder Years? I thought it was after. It might be at the same time. He's young in it though. Yeah, he is young in it. Okay, sorry. It was the best that Fred Savage could do after the Princess Bride. Mm, I, I'm not sure on that timeline. Anyway, uh, yeah. we really got to do some research before episodes. Thanks for well, listening. We, I mean, we didn't. I mean, whatever. I, sorry, I didn't I look a, up. I, I, I had didn't a feeling Princess up. Bride was going to come up this thing. I should have looked up when The Wizard came out. That's on me because I remember going, like, oh, The Wizard. I remember that movie and I thought about it for a bit because I knew what the topic was. So I should have at least known what year it was. Eh. I, I remember oh. watching it kind of recently, like, I was an adult and watched it. Like I remember watching it as a kid a bunch, and then I was an adult. And I watched it again, and I was like, "Yep, this is a ripoff of Rain Man." But like, it's yeah, because like it's not wiz- good. Hold on, hold on. It's it's not good, but it's like not terrible. Like I didn't hate watching it as an adult. Well, the wizard isn't Fred Savage. It's his younger brother, right? Like he's he's, he's just hanging. He's just escorting his brother to like a championship in LA yeah. or some shit, right? Yeah. yeah, he's not his real life brother. He, that, you know, I haven't seen him movie in like twenty years, so it's not John Savage. Okay, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, you know, what? I, I watch the movie again just to kind of remember what the it's. Hell it's a fucking on. hour and like eighteen minute long Nintendo ad. Oh, that's just great. Up. It's short, at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or uh, who knows? Maybe it's like three hours. I just remember being sure. <laughs> it's a three. It's like it was initially going to be like two movies, but then they chopped it down. There's like an extended like two movie cut of the wizard. I mean, I would watch that. I was about to say that doesn't sound terrible, but there's like that part where like at the end, like the fucking they're playing Mario three on the giant screens. And you're just like, mm-hmm. even as an adult, you're just like, that's fucking dope. Like, I would love to be doing that still. <laughs> like going oh, those are the exact word my dad said when he saw it. <laughs> yeah, just going ahead to head with like somebody in like a big arena, like on these big dirty fucking projector projector screens. I think they were. Oh mm. my god, would be so fun. But anyway, yeah. So you ha- so yeah yeah the power glove as as I was saying, like that thing was like pretty like all the stuff for like NES like back in the day. You had like the U like the U Force. I think it was called, which was like all. Ooh, I don't like- remember what that is. It looked like a little, like, laptop that you, like, kind of, like, open up and you, like, set it on your desk. And then it, like, creates this, like, 
force field where you can like move your hands to like it's like literally you're just moving your hands and like doing like like weird gestures to control like whatever it's like like your a button's here and you're like up is here and like you're just doing these like weird little hand gestures in front of this line are you gesturing in the air again yes i certainly am (laughs) audio medium that's fine i'm 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 a hand talker so i'm doing it no no i'm I'm, I'm the same i have to kind of like grab the edges of my desk to stop myself from gesticulating i know so many times it's like anytime i'm like whoop i hit the mic it's because i'm hand talking but yeah so like i think that was that thing was called Mm -hmm. the u-force actually just there was a really cool little um uh i believe uh scott the wall was it scott the waz or or um gaming historian one of them wow again you know, good, good, good to do research. Uh, one of them just recently did an episode. I think it was Gaming Historian um, who did an episode on it, and it was like super cool. They had like the guy who invented the uh, the peripheral. Uh, ooh, that's a good word. We should have we should have used that word in our in our um, um, description of gimmicks. A lot of times they're a little peri- like add on peripherals. Yeah, or periphery is that is that what's what's, uh, what's peripherals what's... is something that you add on like a mouse or keyboard. A periphery is the edge of an area okay yeah okay peripherals yeah so there was just a, a bunch for nes then you got like into like the super nintendo you had you know like the like the super scope um you had i'm pretty sure I virtual boy hard. that was that was a little bit later that wasn't that was um its own system oh sorry i didn't realize we were talking in chronological order oh yeah i mean i was just kind of like going through a little bit sure um right. but yeah then there was like the virtual boy did you ever play the virtual boy no, but I feel like I did use it once. Like I think one of my friends had it. It's so it's oh, so congratulations like I, to him. He's like one of the six people that bought it. Well, he actually had six of them in his place and he sort of talked to them a lot. He was an odd kid. I mean a good guy. Good guy. I mean, he's right now like VP of marketing at Scotiabank or something like that. Yeah. Um by the way, the wizard came out in nineteen eighty nine. I was just looking it up. Oh, so it came out right when Nintendo came out. Okay. I the Nintendo, no, the Nintendo. No, the NES, the Super NES was 89, wasn't it? Am I right? No, Su- Super NES was 92, I believe. Oh, okay. Apparently on IMDb, I gave The Wizard a 6 out of 10. <sighs> you know what? What you said so far leads me to believe that is an accurate uh, rating uh, for it from your the, the Metacritic score is a 23. Out of 25, right? Yes, of course. Out of 23. Perfect. It's a perfect 23, they call it. <laughs> so yeah, so I, I, pl- I remember playing the Virtual Boy a bunch at i remember they had one set up at my local toys r us for i don't know maybe like a year maybe a little bit less but i remember anytime i would go to that toys r us which wasn't like often but like we you know we we had the the local mall here and and you know me and my brother and i would, would pop over to the toys r us quite often so yeah the uh, it wasn't good it was red right like i keep remembering the yes, image being kind of was, very red it was like black headache inducing yeah, it was black and red, and a very uh, actually a cool, not cool, you know, actually very sad story. So the maker, the guy who created the uh, uh, the, the the sorry, what was it called? The fucking um, Virtual Boy. Thank you. Just escaped my brain. Uh, his name is Gunpei Yakoi, and he's the dude. Uh, he created like the Game and Watch for Nintendo. He created the Game Boy, and he was just on this streak. And he's like, I want to make the virtual boy and he like you know there was a lot of compromises and they had to like downgrade a bunch of stuff and they had to like you know rework a bunch of stuff and like what came out was a virtual boy and it was a giant flop and Gunpei Yakoi like went into like a deep depression about this like oh, left Jesus. left Nintendo like felt like disgraced by it like you know what I mean and then 
sadly died in a car accident like shortly thereafter so like he never got to kind of see like the rebound of like not that nintendo was down but like that wasn't like a good point in nintendo's history he never got to like see like the rebound of nintendo so like i always thought that was like a super sad story especially because the guy sad story yeah yeah, especially because the guy created the fucking game boy like one of the most iconic pieces of gaming hardware ever i mean next to the 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 olympic mat i'd say it's it's up there Mm, Um, i mean i don't know if it's quite in the olympic mat category but whatever you know we we, we were using the technology i'm glad to see that a twister technology was beating the ruskies at the time exactly exactly so yeah then i mean you you see them moving on and on you had like i remember they had like that microphone game where you could talk with pikachu like with the with a thing with uh with a gamecube there was just (laughs) pikachu i choose you i don't choose you (laughs) <laughs> that's how the game went. What's, what's going on? You I don't know why Pikachu sounded say. like that. But I need you to go get your parents' car keys. Wait, what? More like parents' credit card. Knowing knowing Niantic. And sorry, not Niantic, uh, Game Freak. Yeah, and then like obviously you had like some of the most I don't know, I don't like like one of the most iconic um again. Uh, I, I use that term with Nintendo, but it's it's appropriate. Uh, gimmicks, the motion control on the Wii, like that hmm. was that was like a game changer, like I literally th- a game changer. I gotta say, you know what? It is a gimmick, yes, a hundred percent. But all, all the gimmicks we're probably going to talk about today, with possibly the exception of the Rock Band stuff, it's actually one of the ones that worked. Like I totally was yeah. like, this is what am I doing? And the, but but after a while, I'm like bowling turkeys because that's everybody just played Wii Bowling for like a year because there was nothing else. I liked the Nintendo Wii uh, uh, controllers. I thought this was like a good idea and uh, yeah. no, uh, It's a gimmick, but I'm going to say as gimmick goes, it was definitely a successful one. Yeah, absolutely. It was 100... Like, yeah. It was... It, it put a fucking Wii in a, it turned gaming so casual, put a Wii in every household. Um, you saw Sony have the move. You, you had xbox connect, connect yeah. yeah with the connect so you had like the other companies scrambling to get their own kind of motion control going none of them really took off as as much as the wii mm-hmm. I, I'm, I was never i'm never a big motion control guy i like video games to just kind of be chill so i always kind of was like uh like never super sold on it i had i never owned a wii but i had a wii u which obviously then i had a bunch of the wii games and stuff but obviously i played like a bunch of wii at friends houses and stuff and, and i was like as a party system for like you know party games and mini games you know mario party or like the WarioWare games or whatever like unparalleled like so much fun to play all those kind of mini games and stuff so that is when i can see a gimmick being really you know they, they, they built a system around it they just didn't kind of like tack on some like shitty gimmick to to a, a specific mm-hmm. video game or whatever that was more like we're gonna build the system around this specific gimmick and like sometimes it like didn't i feel like it didn't work too well and i know that they eventually had the wii motion plus or whatever and then that was like built in in like newer wii motes so that was a lot more accurate i found with the wii motion plus because they like updated the technology i don't know how they do it i think there's like ball bearings or some shit i don't know so that that was a lot better but yeah it like it, it was never super accurate but it was always accurate enough i found yeah i i i basically had the same experience with it i found so i actually did have a week because i wanted a raffle at work and i got uh the wii sports i think it came with and then i got like skyward sword whatever the zelda game was for it and it's kind of interesting because you have two examples there of this 
gimmick, if you will, the Wii Remote. Now, in the sports one, it was great. You know, you're doing the bowling, you swing the thing up, sword fighting, tennis. Like, it was actually really good. And it felt like, oh, this game was designed for this, and it's great. With the the Zelda game I played with it, it definitely felt more like, ooh, you guys are trying to just slap a more conventional... I don't... Is control scheme the word I'm looking for? Like, it's sort Mm -hmm. of like a way to interface with a game onto something that doesn't quite work that way. Like, I... When playing Wii Sports... I mean, I'm going to be honest. I didn't play a lot of either, to be honest. The Wii kind of started gathering dust pretty quickly after I got it. But uh, with the Wii Sports, loved using it. With the other, with Skyward Sword, I think it actually stopped me from playing that game because I was like, I don't... I need a real controller and this is not it. I agree with you in the sense it's also... It was great for social things. Like, I hung out with a bunch of friends, both at my place and other people's places, where we would play Wii Sports and do bowling and stuff. And for that, I think there's something about, like, when you're with friends, swinging the uh, Wiimote and Mega Strikes is great. But when you're by yourself, it feels a little sort of like, yeah, this is fine, but I I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, when when, when it's forced on you, like like you said in the Zelda game, and you're just, like, sitting there at, like, 2 a.m. on your couch, like, swinging a, a fucking Wiimote. It's kind of like I, I that's that's not how I want to. I be just want to sit here and like you know twitch my thumbs, man. I'm not I'm exactly. not looking to get an exercise. I mean, though, audiences, the few of you who have actually seen me know I could stand to have some exercise. But yeah, it was it was a weirdly social gimmick. I think is what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, absolutely. Like like I was I was saying with, with the party games. Yeah, that that's like that that was the most fun. The only other kind of game that I think would would be more fun than that would be uh rhythm games mm. can we segue to rhythm games or yeah we walk let's do us it. Back? Uh, i mean i the only other thing i wanted to mention about nintendo is uh the wii u had that like tablet thing yes okay yeah we should talk that... i did bring up the wii u quickly and the switch like the wii u was like a switch light you know what i mean yeah it, it felt it, it definitely like you often can see they're just jumps in hardware iterations, but it felt like when you go from like PlayStation one to two to three to four, but it felt like the path from Wii to Wii U to Nintendo switch was an evolution. Like it felt more like you could see a direct line. Yeah. And uh, that tablet thing I'm going to say, I'll let you, you're definitely more than Nintendo expert. My only thing I'm going to say about it is there were, when I bought my friend's Wii U and he gave me Zelda to go with it, the, uh, the breath of the wild, which is a great game, obviously. I used a regular controller for all of it, but there were these one spot where I had to actually use like the tablet and I had to kind of like roll stuff around by tilting it back and forward. And I got to say that six axis gimmick that uh, PlayStation also did as well. I don't like that. Don't make me having to twist my controller to the left or right to control something. Just put it on the thumbsticks, man. Yeah. 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 Like, like you said, there, there was a direct evolution from the, mm-hmm. from the Wii to the Wii U to the Switch. Like the Wii U, first of all, terrible marketing in the name and what it does. Nobody knew if it was a peripheral. Nobody knew if it was a new system. I thought um, it was a university. I was like, oh, Nintendo's going <laughs> to the university. <laughs> all right. That was, that was good. So, yeah. So essentially it was like, it was kind of like a Switch almost in the set but it didn't have detachable joy cons but you had to be near the system like you couldn't bring that little kind of screen with you you needed to be tethered to the system Mm -hmm. within like a few feet i don't know a couple meters whatever so i mean you could kind of sit there like on your couch playing the game on the thing with like your tv off but the system still needed to be on because it would it would be doing the processing power on the system and it would kind of like beam it to the handset while the switch most of the processing power 
like is like all like like everything is the system you know what i mean um you can take that with you to go so like that's why the switch now which is its own gimmick with the whole like the the joy cons or like the controllers on the side can disconnect from it that like that is you know what i feel like the wii u always wanted to be but the technology just wasn't there yet Mm, yeah anyway so (laughs) as i was Good, good. You brought that back, though. Um, as I was uh, transitioning, the really other than the Wii, like we said, the biggest gimmick that I feel like like it necessitated, like the gimmick was necessary, are rhythm games with like whether they be you know, Dance Dance Revolution, Guitar Hero, uh, Donkey Konga, DJ Hero, uh, what, what whatever you want. Um, rock Band, obviously, I can't believe I left off Rock Band. Pretty much Guitar Hero and Rock Band are the two biggest ones. Yeah. Now, I was, you know, right around that kind of college age when rock band and guitar hero came out so like that shit was like in every dorm room like playing that at like every you know party had that going playing like getting together with friends and just jamming out on rock band like i had a blast like i, I know you enjoyed that shit too yeah yeah 100 it was it was a ton of fun i had some a roommate of mine had it and we just like for a year or so just played it almost too much <laughs> that is the thing like you would play to the point where like you started getting that kind of like vision where like almost like you could like kind of see stuff raising because like you would watch the notes flying at you and then if you like kind of looked away from like if you played for too long you like looked away from the tv everything was kind of still it looked like everything was still scrolling you know what i mean man we used to play for hours like your brain would just be like so focused on it i don't know i i remember i got heavily heavily into the rock band pro drums to the point where not to toot my own horn but i'm gonna top one percent of rock band pro drums in the world all right and here's the flex that i was gonna throw on that we talked about this and well i was in the top two percent of medics in battlefield one and five was that two percent or one percent i didn't hear properly uh two percent two percent okay cool 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 just wanted to make sure <laughs> I'm kidding. That is also a fantastic stat. Well, I'm just saying, Battlefield requires skill. Rock Band, you just have to know. Rock the Band Pro drums. You're just doing. Skill? You're not doing nothing that a caveman didn't do back in the day with a stone on a larger stone. I could, maybe if you're talking about Donkey Konga, but come on, Rock Band. Uh, no skill. The. I I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. kidding. It was a lot of skill. I could never get past medium. I did hard once or twice, and I'm like, I'm not built up for this. I'm too old for this. Dude, there was a point where it's like I was I was definitely like playing a lot of that. I had downstairs neighbors. They probably fucking hated me. Sorry. They did, but they were deaf, but they did hate you. It was unrelated. For other reasons. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, I'm sure they could still like feel like the dun, 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 dun. I could not imagine living under somebody who was hard into rock band. I would I think it would be about a week and like, hey man, can you just put like a like a mat under that or I something. I kind of put it, I had like a pillow that I would put underneath it that I feel like kind of helped because I didn't want to be a giant complete piece of shit. Also, I'm not going to lie, the pillow stopped stopped it from kind of like sliding away. I had like a whole setup mm-hmm. where it's like, I like kind of like wedged the th- one foot thing in like, like I put it like a pillow in between. It was ridiculous. Anyway, I had like the, the, the stool. I remember I bought a stool from like, I, I was at a like a flea market and i and i found like a rock a rock stool like a drumming stool for like 
eight bucks or something. I'm like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. That beats a chair. So I, I still have all this. It's like, I have like a garage at my place with like, it has like my bike and like my rock band drums. Like that's all I, that's all that's like out, out there of mine. But yeah. I kind of want to play rock band now. I, I got the newest one, rock band four, I think. It was. When was the last, when did the last one come out? It's, it feels like six, seven years ago. It's been a long time. It was time. a while. It was probably like 2016, 2015. Yeah. I bought the newest one. And what was cool about that is you could import your whole library from the older games. So like that was pretty cool. It wasn't everything. They lost the license to some stuff, but I'm going to say probably like, cause I, I cannot explain to you how much money I fucking spent on that game. It wasn't a lot. Cause you would buy, you, you could buy songs like individually and they would be like 99 cents each, but I probably spent like an extra hundred dollars on songs like easily. The one I had came with Bex E pro and that's all I needed. I love that song on drums. That was such a, I mean, obviously I'm not as good a player as you, but even on medium, it's such a great feeling song to drum to. So good. I love that song. Shout outs to Beck. Is he, is he still a Scientologist? Didn't he just leave Scientology? Hey, man, you know what? Freedom of religion. I don't get a suit. <laughs> Fair. Yes. Sh- good sh- point. Fucking mouth right I now. love Scientologists. So do I. I will say probably my favorite song to play on, on Rock Band Drums would probably be Spoonman by Soundgarden. Like, I'm not a huge Soundgarden fan. Like, Soundgarden's fine. Don't get me wrong. Chris Cornell, mad respect, but I've never been, like, a Soundgarden fan. Are you fan. supposed to say Chris Cornell at Rest in Power? He's dead. Sure. Yeah. All right. Just making sure. Okay. Rest in Power. Chris Cornell. But that song, it's so fucking fun. Like, that, that solo on, like, pro drums, like, on, like, hard or even expert is just so much fun. So, so, so much fun very challenging but like when you nail it like because it's like a full drum solo where like everything stops for like a good i don't know like minute and you just fucking rock out on this like sick solo and it's like if you're playing with other people like they're You're going come on man (laughs) stop choosing spoon man this is (laughs) annoying (laughs) oh did you just choose another song with a five minute drum solo in the middle fuck you dude (laughs) but yeah it's like it's like th- th- there's nothing else for them to do other than just be like, all right, like if you nail like if you nail that solo and like you're just going through and you're like, you know, fucking nailing your notes and you're like keeping that streak alive, like it feels good. So like that's a thing where like a gimmick like that really necessitates this gimmick where it's like you can sit there and play mm. rock band with a controller, but you're not going to get that same feeling unless you're playing with a peripheral, like whether it be you know, drums or, you know, the plastic guitar or whatever, you know, These DJ donkey congas I keep hearing about donkey conga, keep throwing it out there. Donkey conga was pretty much rock band, but it was like two bongo drums, which also funny enough, there's two games made for it. The other one was a platformer. You could do a donkey Kong platformer with these bongo drums, which also had like a rhythm element to it as well. I'd like uh, to see that in action. That's I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. It's literally that. two bongo drums. Like it's like you put it on your lap. They're like lap size. Oh no, no. I picture the bongo drums, but more how that be- translates into a platform. But I'm sure it would make sense. If I, I think it's it. like, I think it was like, I never played it. I played the, um, the rhythm one, but I never played yeah. the platform one. I think it was pretty much like you kind of like dun, 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 to like walk forward. And then like, I don't know, Maybe it's like different beats do different things, or maybe it's just like, I I couldn't tell you. I know there's also 
it was like the drums it weren't just, it wasn't just like two buttons it was like you could do like kind of like rim shots with it too you know what i mean like yeah. it, would, it would be like different sounds if you like kind of like hit it on the side or if you like hit it in the middle like it definitely had those kind of sensors it wasn't just like a like a, a an a and a b button like you know what i mean there was like different things you could are do. you sure you weren't just like really high and playing congos while watching mario kart listen man cannot confirm nor can i not deny fair enough it could be but i don't know overall like back in the day i remember my brother uh, i had a uh, ps3 i believe he bought guitar hero 2 for it and i was like blown away i was just like this is amazing and like that was like i remember going to people's houses back in the day and you would bring your axe with you bring your axe <laughs> is what we called it same what people did let like, me be like yeah you know it's not another it's just uh, this little with uh, no I'm guitar kidding. like what what it's the same we as never ours. called it axe. we never we never but did you axe. bring your own guitar to a oh, guitar yeah, of course of course. Oh, of course what do you mean of course like of course. if 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 my buddy has one guitar and i have one guitar and i'm gonna go to his house and we're gonna play guitar hero why wouldn't we just play two-player guitar hero were you when you were like on the subway or the bus and you saw some you can collapse with, it you can collapse it you, no, but when you saw some dude with his like bass, you know when you never once while I see a guy carrying a bass on public transit, oh. <laughs> do you just look him in the eye and go like, "What's up, fellow musician? I have like a case for mine. I have like a legit fucking." And he's like, "Yo, what do you play?" I'm like, "I play the axe. <laughs> I play the axe." <laughs> do, do you have like little stickers on it from where you've been, like Bessarian, St. Clair West, the beach? Scarborough. Scarborough. Oh, wow. You went from Etobicoke to Scarborough to play. You're fucking committed to your art. I mean, technically, technically, isn't Etobicoke, isn't Etobicoke part of Scarborough or Scarborough part What of are you? No, no, not at all. Scarborough's not like on the other side of downtown. It goes Scarborough, downtown Toronto. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Then oh my God. I think you're thinking Mississauga, my friend. No, 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 not Mississauga. I was thinking of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm thinking of. I'm, I'm, I'm out to lunch. I'm out Do to lunch. Do you even live in Toronto? I know, honestly. Anyway, moving on. So that's so as I was saying, hmm. I think that I think that's really a game that necessitates the gimmick. Like I feel like that wasn't just like an add-on where it was like, oh, we're going to you know add like figures, which was which is another gimmick, like the whole like, and we're we're gonna talk about that a little later on with like the like Skylanders or Amiibo or whatever. Like that's for sure. Well, a gimmick. yeah, no, I I think what you're touching on is the when a game is designed with the peripheral in mind. It's it, that's a much better way to do it. Like Rockstar, uh, Rockstar, uh, Guitar Band, and guitar, Jesus, my brain is shut. Rock Band and Guitar Hero were designed for these peripherals, and they work well with it. And there was a lot of testing. It's not like, oh, yeah, you can play this with a controller, but here, try it with a guitar. Like, I, I think when a peripheral is not just factored into the production of a game, but also is basically the focus of the game, like that, we sports uh, with the Nintendo. Uh, nunchucks or whatever the heck they were called yeah the Wiimote nunchucks yeah the Wiimotes thank you yeah I think that's that's the key thing about a good peripheral versus a bad peripheral is that a good one is not just editing onto a concept but is at the core of the concept of the video game itself while a bad one is more like here's our game concept and we've got this other peripheral even if it's there at the beginning of the release of the game but it's not quite like it's more sort of added on to the side kind of like uh with call of duty and all these games that have like oh you also have the iphone app you can do stuff on the iphone while you're playing you know it's like yeah but why am i gonna do that i've got my controller like i mean i can move stuff it's yeah i don't want to like i don't want to drop something and pick something else up yeah exactly basically if i'm interfacing with a game i've probably chosen the input method whether it's keyboard and mouse controller or guitar drums what have you like 
I and I'm not gonna say that this is a big trend in gaming because it's not. As you you can tell, we there hasn't been a lot of peripherals in the last decade. There's some amiibo and stuff which we'll get to, but basically, yeah, like don't make me change my way of interfacing with the game, which is what the Wii U did in that Zelda. In the what were those temples called? Were they temples that there was like a thousand? Yeah, yeah. the one where you had to like move them all around with that that tablet. It was awful. Yeah. Also, I feel like, like, just to kind of expand on what you're saying, mm-hmm. it needs to be. I feel like the gimmick needs to be seamless. Yeah. Now, now, and what I mean in that is, if you, like, you're saying, like, like, if you have like a like a tablet in your hand, or like you're like taking your eyes off the screen, like I don't want to take my eyes off the screen and think about something. You know what yeah. I mean? I don't want to like put down a controller and pick up another controller. I don't want to take my eyes off off my screen and look at a like a tablet in front of me like with the wii u i mean i'm sure in like you know zombie u some other games it works to its advantage and it's it's part of its aesthetic but it should be seamless and what i mean by that is like when you're playing rock band you're playing the guitar and it's like that's just an extension of the game that's not like a oh i need to break immersion i need to like focus on something yeah exactly and like break my immersion and think about something else pick up my phone pick up a pad look away from it whatever pick up a a toy and and like put the toy on whatever it's like that is just it's at that is 100 and just like a lot of games that utilize the wiimote and the nunchucks correctly is they're adding to the game they're they're immersing you they're making the game more immersive as opposed to breaking that immersion i think that's really important with with a gimmick it's like it's really helping you to be immersed in the game yeah no i 100 percent agree it, it can't be something where to use the gimmick or extra device or whatever you have to split your attention you have to take your focus off what you're doing to look at something else then go back to it like it, it needs to be just intuitive like you don't think of the drums when you're playing them as a controller you're just like oh this my my body knows this is how i interface with what's going on on the screen no different than a hand controller is just in a different motions so yeah no 100 100 yeah yeah so overall i mean i like i i i loved rhythm games like obviously they became you know the market became flooded it became saturated the quality of games went down you can only you know there's only a handful of so- not handful but there's only so many songs that are you know people know about that are you know marketable that also are fun to play in in a in a you know party environment or whatever mm-hmm. so the genre i mean they tried to revive it as i said when 2015 2016 with rock band 4 um that didn't go too well because it was you know it just wasn't received very well it wasn't it was just a very it was just very clearly a cash grab so mm-hmm. it's like that, that that market had its own problems where it just became very saturated and then like I remember like you would go to a store and you would just see like all these fucking plastic peripherals, just like plastic guitars, whatever, just like sitting on the shelf. These things are massive too. You know what I mean? A box for a rock band is massive. So it's like, I can't even imagine like these retailers are like, we, we can't waste this massive space to carry, you know, 10 boxes of rock band when we could carry fucking how many, how many video games is that? Like 500 or something like that? Like, like, like like the retail space it's just not there i mean when they're selling like hotcakes sure i'm sure they couldn't keep them on shelves but now it's like yeah you can't you can't like that's not very conducive to a to a good business model i'm gonna say i'm surprised i never we didn't see a or we haven't heard of because it might have been too soon but during the pandemic rock band uh, being revived or something like that not necessarily going back to the ones from five years ago but an announcement of like oh hey you know what social distancing but everyone likes music let's play bands together now that online playing has been I, i'm kind of surprised we we haven't really heard anything from that kind of stuff 
recently. I feel like I feel, it's due for a comeback, but I don't know. I, don't I feel know. like half the fun, or not half the fun, I'm going to say more than half the fun, most of the fun with Rock Band, if you're playing with friends, is like playing in the same environment and like having oh, I agree. fun together. So I don't know if it translates super well into like an online thing. Yeah, uh, but I was thinking more just it's it's like a social game. Like it's not it's a game that is heavily designed to be played with other people. So I, I, I mean, it's, this isn't like, I'm not going to, we'll move on for this. I'm just saying like, I'm surprised we haven't heard of a rock band or a guitar hero in development with the uh, pandemic being how it is right now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I'm sure it'll be try. It'll, somebody will try to, you know, yeah. bring this, this trend back eventually. I think there was one, well, there, there was, uh, I think it's still around the songsmith. Or I think it's called. Oh, that's the one where it's it's more realistic, right? Yeah, like it's, it's like an actually real guitar that yeah. is like a, like it teaches you how to play guitar. I think that's still going on. I think that's still okay. relatively popular. I I really don't know, but anyway, that's another peripheral. Like obviously, all like the sings the sing star games and like there's like the just dance and whatever. Like those are mm-hmm. all kind of like rhythm games too. We're just talking about rock band. It's been like Guitar Hero specifically because we played. Both of us. Well, I mean, I know I played a shit ton of it. It seems like you played, I played a, a lot. Def- well. It doesn't sound like I played nearly as much as you did, but I, I did play a bit for about a year or so. Yeah, yeah. It was it, like, yeah, it was it was good times. Yeah, so I guess just kind of finishing out, we'll talk about just, you know, other gimmicks in gaming. We already taught, touched on a little bit about like Amiibos and Skylanders and that sort of thing. Do you want to maybe talk about that? Do you, do you want to... Uh, I could say some things about it, but I've never had any personal experience. It's basically... You buy a little figurine, you put it into a stand that's connected to your console and you get, usually I feel like it was almost always unlocking that character for whatever you're playing, like Smash Brothers or something like that. But uh, I didn't have much experience with them, but it was definitely something where when I saw this, I'm like, huh. So you buy a game and then to unlock content for the game, you buy something else that isn't just like a downloadable one dollar two dollar thing but you have to go out and buy it. i'm thinking these things were i'm guessing these things were like what 20 bucks i'm, I'm an old man i don't know the current um, cost of uh I, amiibos were cheaper they were like canadian like i don't know like 12.99 i think oh, okay Something yeah but like still like I, it, it seems a little weird to be to me uh, to be like oh i've got to go buy this thing put it on a, a console on a uh, surface make sure that surface is connected to my console and then i can use it I, I i always thought that was a little like that's some extra steps I don't know if I'm engaged in. But again, it was it was for a market that like I'm entirely not a part of. So yeah, the, so that's my experience with amiibos. I'm aware they exist. Didn't quite get them. Yeah, you they um. Did you they, have any? Oh yeah, I was I was definitely. Oh boy, I was Here definitely. So first of all, I do enjoy. I I've gotten out of it recently because it's expensive and also i don't have a lot of space but i definitely in my younger days used to be heavily into like figure like action figure collecting specifically star wars like underneath my bed i have like storage under my bed and i have like too many star wars toys under there let's just say like i still have a few around so like like the whole like amiibo thing like really spoke to me i was like ooh, like toys of nintendo characters and i own a wii u like yes and like i own a 3ds like yes this is right up my alley so i had a bunch of them um i don't know if i use the functionality too much with video games my favorite one i'm looking at it right now it's on my shelf i have like a very it's uh the fucking it's it's not made by nintendo but it's made by um shit who uh, I want to invest ship. in this company. Come up with a name. I'm going to get it's, right on my stock. It's not market. cruise ship. No, I, not I, cruise ship. Ship cruise. 
Ted Cruz? Know. Did Ted Cruz make it? I, I, no, I don't think so. It's the uh, amiibo of Shovel Knight. Yacht, yacht, oh, what is it called? Yacht Club. Yacht Club <laughs> Games. Yacht Club Games. There we go. Wow. Anyway, Yacht Club Games. That was worth the wait. They made this amiibo. So that's the only amiibo I still, actually, that's a lie. I was going to say that's the only amiibo I have up. I see I have a Toon Link amiibo. Oh, and actually, no. So I what did you get with it? Like, you had this <laughs> Now I'm like looking at my shelf and they're all around now. So like, yeah, there's a bunch. You had a Shovel Knight amiibo. You had plugged it into your amiibo stand or whatever. And that's plugged in your calls. What did you get out of it? Like, what, what did it uh, It depends. It varies by game. Like, some games you get, like, it depends. Like, some games work with some of them. Some games work with others. Some games you get skins. Some games you get content. Like, it really, it, it all depends. Interesting. I know. I know. I don't know much about Skylanders, but I know Skylanders. You like bought a character, and then you like had that character in the Skylanders game, and then I think you could like level up the character, and then the character's stats would be like, ta- like attached to the toy. I think that's how it would work. I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know a huge mm-hmm. amount about Skylanders, so I know that there was more functionality in that, and I know Skylanders initially came to uh, Nintendo and was like, "We have this idea for like this toy based, you know." gimmick whatever you want to call it um and nintendo passed and then skylanders went to sony and then it blew up and like just did crazy numbers and then that's what led nintendo to do amiibo and amiibo is strictly a nintendo thing as i said i one of the few amiibos not made by nintendo is this shovel knight yacht club one so yeah i mean that's that's one part of it Mm mm-hmm you can get things, but I think a lot of it too was just people just like the collectability of them. Yeah, no, I get that. Um, they're very collectible. Like they're actually like the amiibos at least are actually all like quite good. Like the models are nice, the paint jobs nice. There's lots of colors on them. They're not just like oh, there's three colors. Like they 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 all look pretty damn good. And I know there was like a huge craze. Like I don't know if it was the size of like a beanie baby craze or something like that. Which I just watched Dark Side of the Nineties, the beanie baby episode. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, the the photo that's always shows up online of like uh They didn't talk about that. The divorce court photo? Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. That feels like that's like the iconic beanie baby image for me. Yeah, uh, where they're for, like you have the divorce. Yeah, yeah sorry, the divorce. Uh, sorry for those who are listening. It's a shot online of like, if you don't know what Beanie Baby was. It was back in the nineties, early nineties, yeah. uh, late eighties, uh, uh, like er, like early to mid nineties. Is really little stuffed toys, right. and they suddenly became like almost like it was like the uh, tulip explosion in the in Den- in Holland back in the day. Wikipedia, you'll, you'll get it. Anyways, so these things were so little fluffed toys, plush toys, but they became suddenly so crazy and expensive demand, and then the market crashed. And there's a photo of a couple in a courtroom with this exceptionally large pile of Beanie Babies sorting out who gets each one. And I think they're both on their knee, hands and knees, like going through it. Am I right about that? It's just, it's wild. Yeah, and I thought they were talking about that, but they didn't. Anyway, yeah, an- another another gimmick I wanted to talk about quickly was, mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's a ton. We're already running like an hour here, so we're not going to oh, be able to like talk about all the gimmicks in the world. But another one that I want to talk about is uh, Steel Battalion. Have you heard about Steel Battalion? Nope, not at all. Okay. Steel Battalion was, they only made Steel Battalion 1 and Steel Battalion 2. And they were two games for the Xbox. But to utilize this game, to play this game, you had this fucking massive. So it sat on your desk, but it was like, 
it had like all these switches and like toggles and like a uh, fucking like sticks and like whatever but it also had three foot pedals that you put on the ground so this thing was like a giant console that was like three panels in front of you with as i said on all these switches it had like this eject button that was like like the eject button was covered by plastic so you had to like, i gotta look this up Sorry look it up typing. it's insane it's insane and this thing, so my, you know Jeff, my friend Jeff. Jeff owned this thing, and it, this thing was like three hundred dollars. You're gonna see it. I'm explaining it. It's more. If anybody's listening to this and you don't know what it is, Google this right now. Pull out your phone and Google Steel, Steel Battalion. Oh wow! Yeah, it's it, it's more insane than I I can even explain it. So you had like this like flip up but like plastic thing that protected the eject button and what was really cool about this game or really cool or whatever but you started off the game and you were you, you you were like in this like tank like this bipedal tank type thing and you control this bipedal tank using this huge piece of hardware that's in front of you and there's no way you can do this thing on a controller like there it's just too way too intricate like as mm. you see like on google like there's all these switches whatever and you play as this character in this tank and you play through the storyline now if you play if you're playing a mission and you're about to die like your shit's about to die you can flip open your eject button eject and you could retry the mission from like whatever from the beginning of the mission now if you don't eject and you die the game insta saves and you have to start from the beginning and your save file is like blown away and you have to start right from the very beginning because you did not eject and you died now this i can't i can't explain how like massive this thing was like it had like a giant i'm looking at photos it's got a huge footprint yeah, it's it's massive. It's fucking huge. Like you literally need to put it in front of you and kind of like sits around you in like three panels. And like you're you're controlling this bipedal tank and you're like shooting shit and like the game was like like once like the learning curve to actually control this thing was insane. And I never got super good at it. Jeff was definitely better than I was at it than I was. Friend of the show Jeff, by the way. Shoutouts. Shoutouts to Jeff. I never got super good. Like I got to the point where I could control it. Like, you know what I mean? I wasn't mm. like, like, that's the point where it's like, there's this huge learning curve to actually learning how to control this behemoth of a thing. And like, you could tell too, like, as you were getting good at it, you're like, oh, if I got really good at this, this would be like second nature. You know what I mean? It'd be very fluid, mm-hmm. but I was still very like noobish at it, whatever. I got to the point where I could control it, whatever. But like this thing, they only made a steel battalion one and two, as I said, that utilized this piece of hardware, which is a shame. And a pe- I don't know if it was rumors, but it, there was always Ooh. rumors that there was supposed to be an ATAT Walker game made for it. I don't know if that was, as I said, I don't know if that was rumors, like schoolyard rumors. I mean, I was already out of school at this time, but you know what I mean. I don't know if that was rumors or if that was like happening and it got canceled or what, or if that was just like wishful thinking on our parts. I don't know, but that would have been sick. An ATAT like Star Wars themed like Steel Battalion esque game. That would have been huge. That would have been great. I, I'm looking at this, and I mean, in my closet is a Hotas setup for uh, with there's basically a joystick for flying and a throttle for controlling your throttle um, that I got for uh, Frontier Dangerous, Elite Frontier Dangerous. I don't know for flying sim stuff, but this is like crazy because there's like a big knob in the middle. Uh, ton- yeah, no, this is nuts. This is oh, nuts. Yeah, two, but I'm, you know I'm what? Like, like, somebody, there's like two joysticks. Yeah. There's two joysticks. There's three foot pedals. There's like a whole bunch of like. There's just like this thing's got like a throttle. It's got like how many buttons is this? Fucking like thirty buttons I, I on here. I could see. So, you know what? Like 
for a certain type of person, this would be a fun sort of thing. I, I think I would find it just uncomfortable to use for, for it was periods, fun, but... dude. It was fun. Yeah. Like we would like sit there, like just turn up the volume so loud. He had like a fucking like little battle station. It was sick. It was immersive. Like it was real immersive, like headset on. Like it was good times. It was good times. Yeah. Anyway, um, are there any other gimmicks that you could... Not really that I can think of. I think we've covered pretty much all the major gimmicks that I, at least I'm aware of and that I'm sure our listeners have heard of to some degree. So, uh, yeah. No, yeah, think... we, we we avoided talking about, and we talked about this earlier, but we avoided talking about like 3D, augmented reality, mm. all that stuff because we did a whole episode on it. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. And, and 3D, I think when we did that episode, I'll repeat what I said there. Like, 3D is a gimmick yes but it's like almost a successful gimmick it just kind of needs needs time and technology yeah, to catch up it's not it's because it, it's it's i think it's a little different than what we're talking here when we're talking amiibos we yes, uh, yes. nunchucks and whatnot so yeah yeah so it's like obviously we know these things exist like we're this was kind of more like you know we, we talked about a little bit about software gimmicks but like we're talking about hardware gimmicks like at the top of the show i joked about scratch and sniff but they had like scratch and sniff discs i remember for gran turismo 2 that smelled like <laughs> what oh you you don't remember this oh yeah scratch back the- and sniff disc for a car racing game yeah it mm, smelled that like- smells like rubber being burnt yes yes it smelled like oil and burnt rubber yes 100 <laughs> percent. okay fine you know what show's over everybody let's wrap this up i'm out of here that's that's just blowing my mind that that was a fucking thing wow oh yeah i mean and then you also had like other shit like you know you had like the like the skateboard um for tony hawk you have also like at arcades you have like tons of gimmicks at arcades be they you know like like even like yeah but i would say video game arcades are sort of like they're almost like a separate kettle of fish for what we're discussing here because we're talking about like at home entertainment i know i know i'm just i'm just throwing it out there though you had like like kind of like stuff like you know obviously like car racing all like the steering wheels and stuff like you said even like hotas all that stuff you know they had like i remember like seeing like like this the skis at arcades and whatever you like you like skis or like snowboards you had like the skateboard tony hawk game for i think i don't know if it came out for multiple things i know it came out for the wii so there's just a whole bunch of like gimmicky peripherals and that's mm-hmm. kind of like what what this show was more focused on was like the hardware gimmicks than more so like a software gimmick or like you know some sort of gimmick in a in a like that would be in a game we're kind of looking outside the box outside the game like third breaking that third wall i guess a little bit yeah, 100%. And having said that, if you want to listen to more about our VR episode or about more about VR, check out our uh, VR episode. We talk about VR, augmented reality, all that fun stuff. You can hear our hot takes on that. I think it was, I don't know, we released that, what, like almost a year ago? No, our VR was, I think that was in the winter. So it was like half a year ago, I feel. Okay. I mean, it was called like VR gaming, something like that. So if you go through the back catalog, you see something just, about VR. Just listen to all the episodes and listen to a couple Right times. now. And you know what? Maybe when you go to work, just leave Spotify on a playlist of our episodes. Just, you know, yes. help, help, help us out. <laughs> I, and that's I, what that little audience wanted to hear. Yeah, begging. the desperation. <laughs> the desperate begging. I heard please. the desperation in your voice. And, and from that desperate to plea to another desperate plea, please check out the Mind Refinery. We have lots of stuff for you. We got other episodes on Spotify. We have the music uh, podcast with uh coburn blair and kyle bodanis called the rhythm section they got all sorts of dope interviews and you know they drop their hot takes on new music so check out them on spotify and apple music also i believe we're uploading podcasts to youtube still otherwise youtube mind refinery we still have stuff on there 
we got lots of stuff down the pipeline. Obviously, filming during pandemic has been a little bit hard, but we have things percolating. We got ideas coming. Stay tuned. Check out the Mind Refinery Instagram and Twitter uh, for more. Uh, you can find all our news there. Instagram, Twitter, mainly Instagram. That's where you're going to get uh, most of your news from us. And as far as you, Sam, where can the fine uh, Pretty much find just you? on Instagram. I've been a little slack in Instagramming for the last, for the summer, but I think I'm going to be uh, picking it up. I am at Sam underscore last name, all spelled out, all like S-A-M-U-N-D-E-R-S-C-O-R-E, L-A-S-T. NAME. Uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Otherwise, you know, I'm 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 around, man. Just give me give me a shout. I'll, I'll pop by. We'll, we'll it'll be great. Sam. Yeah. Oh hey, just, just, just be, yeah, just uh, just just before we go, uh, do you want to know something neat about this episode? Sure. This is the first episode where we never mentioned Destiny or Division. Oh So long, folks. Hold on. I was I, I was gonna give I was gonna drop my ads at though too, bro. Oh, I thought you did that with the mind refine. Okay, do your ads. Go for it. People can find me at twitter.com at, <laughs> at L-A-N-C-A. That's at E-L-A-E-N-C-I-A-E. And that's at Twitter or also at the website Instagram. And on that note, hey, do you want to check out that new exotic quest in Destiny? Because that's what I'm going to do now. Uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, let me just order a pizza and stuff. All right, is everyone else, uh, anyone else want to join us, listeners? So the you know, thing about start... Destiny is... Okay, now, the Destiny peripheral I like the most is the shirt that is see-through and you can see nipples. Okay, All right. okay, okay, that's, that's <laughs> enough. All right, that's the episode, folks. Thanks for tuning in. That's another Take episode care. of Bugs and Nerves. So long. It's Andrew's shirt, by the way. <laughs> really, Shashi!